Hey, this is Brett, and we are excited to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Channel, one of our favorite places to get your nature fix, where you can explore the real Rockies. From award-winning documentaries to music in the mountains, this is Adventure with a Conscience. We think you're going to love it. You can check it out and subscribe at RockyMountainChannel.com. Welcome to the mountain. This is Brett. This is Melissa. Here on another Fireside Friday to inspire you to get outside and connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth. Naturally. Naturally. Hey, welcome to Mountain Zenden. Come on in. We're so glad that you chose to show up on another Fireside Friday where today we're going to be sharing one of our favorite personal growth tools. What are we talking about for me? Today we're talking about journaling. Also known as scribing or maybe keeping a diary, memoir writing. You know, things that you picture authors and, and writers doing on a regular basis. But what about those of us who just live an ordinary life and want to maybe keep track of, you know, what we're thinking or what we're reading or what's happening? I think a lot of people journal. Yeah. Why? Why would somebody want to keep a journal? Well, I think there's several different reasons. I think... At least for women, probably one of the biggest reasons is a place to be able to process our feelings, get get out what's going on in our heads and our hearts in a safe in a safe place where no one will interrupt you. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you said safe place and women, I thought of Anne Frank, the diary of Anne Frank that she got when she was, I think as a Christmas present when she was 13 years old, if you're not familiar with her story, in Nazi-dominated Germany at the time, and she was a Jew with her Jewish family and they had to hide in an attic and she couldn't talk safely to hardly anybody at the time. And so she actually kept track of her thoughts there. That's, we went, we dove right in deep, didn't we? Yeah. And that's just one reason. And I'm not saying that every woman <laughs> does that or needs to do that. I'm talking for myself personally. That's one reason why what I think we? people journal, men can get their feelings out yeah, too. Don't leave, don't leave us <laughs> sensitive guys out. I, I know you guys really love to talk and right. express yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another great reason to journal uh, is, for me is to slow down because even when you said you love to talk, sometimes we do a lot more talking than we do listening. And journaling is a great way to talk and then read back and listen mm-hmm. to your own thoughts. So what are some other reasons we might want to journal? Well, I think if you are on a personal growth journey or a spiritual journey and you're reading some really inspiring books or passages or listening to podcasts that that really impact you, you want to record, you know, and so you can remember what you're learning. So for me right now, I'm doing a lot of journaling where I'm just writing down things that I really feel are important and I want to remember. Yeah. And, and I think it's the act of, you know, writing, physically writing with your hand and then reading it and it helps it really solidify in your mind what you're learning. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Uh, sometimes I feel like 10 Second Tom in uh, 50 First Dates, if you remember him, he, they went to visit this guy at the psychiatric ward and he said, they said, you can tell him anything because he, he'll uh, forget it in 10 seconds. And he says, hi, I'm Tom. And they start to tell him something and 
10 seconds later, hi, I'm Tom. And that's how I feel when I go back and look in my journal. Sometimes I was like, and then just from a week ago, it'll say some deep thought or some conviction that I had. And I'm like, why did I not remember that? And again, that's because I'm not living simply enough or slow enough, slowly enough to be able to absorb what I'm, I'm reading, what I'm thinking. The day is is off on its own like a dog on a leash that's pulling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back and look later and say, I am so glad I wrote that down. You, yeah. have, you have that same experience? Oh, all the time. And I think it's a great, it's a great um, practice to go back and read what you wrote um, so you really understand it, digest it. Um, sometimes I will even write the page numbers from the book I'm reading yeah. on there. So when I'm wanting a little more explanation, like, what now what did that have to do with... Or I need a little more context. I can go back and look in the the book. It's kind of like it's kind of like being a kid in school. You're really studying and you're really trying to absorb the material. Yeah. So for me, that's what I'm doing right now. I also have times where I write, you know, for personal reasons. But I'm just so I'm so hungry to learn all these really cool, you know, mm-hmm. concepts and philosophies and yeah. And I want to make sure I'm I'm really getting them. Hi, I'm Tom. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to remember, we record to remember and be sure you're getting them, just like you said. I can totally relate to that. Another reason to be journaling and keeping track of your thoughts and feelings and experiences, and I've heard this from many people, is for the healing that comes. It's a cathartic practice, especially the deeper you go. It's kind of like peeling the layers of onions. I'm working on a book right now. We're kind of co-writing it together. This lady has a son with autism, and she went back to her very childhood to begin the, the process and, and got up to the point where her child uh, was born with autism. And she talked about, it really surprised her, she talked about the fact that she had no idea these feelings were in, deep inside that are coming out now through her own words. So we journal to heal as well. You know what I think is really cool about that is when you journal to heal or process maybe things from your past or your childhood, you know, when you are in that healing process over years and years of time, you don't always notice or see the amount of growth you're making because, you know, you're just with yourself. That's true. But when you go back and you read those, you go, wow, I've really come far. I'm, I've really, you know, made some good progress. Have in, you experienced that? No. <laughs> <laughs> come on, really? I think you have. Oh my gosh. I guess so. I just get frustrated because I go back and I read some of the same themes over and over. And I guess I'm going to just keep journaling on those until someday I have conquered them. You know, I'm so glad you said that. You're saying a lot of things I'm glad you said today because like we were talking about, it's it's the peeling back of the layers of the onion. It does, It's not a one and done. You, you journal about this, you work on this inner issue or thing you're working on and you're, and you're done. It's a lifetime, a life work. It is, but and, it is inspiring to go back and see if you have made growth or progress. One percent a day. One I like to think about day, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to work on being 1% better today. And journaling is a great way to do that. And like you said, to see the mile markers and go, hey, I sound a little more wise than I did 10 years ago, hopefully. So what else, why else do you journal? You know, I like to, like we said, to better understand yourself in the world, but I like to also share my view of the world. Um, what do you What do you mean by that, share your view of the world? Well, I think of this statement that Ralph Waldo Emerson said in his essay, Self-Reliance. He said, I'm going to quote it right here, The eye was placed where one ray should fall, that it might testify of that particular ray. And I picture this person sitting on one side of the mountain, 
has a completely different view than the person who's sitting on the other side. There may be a lake, mm. there may be, you know, a different forest, it might be a whole different view. And I think we were each placed where we are to be able to share that view with the world. And, you know, this is funny, coming on the heels of just having had the conversation when you might not want anybody to see your journal. I love to journal, and then later on, I'm working on a couple books right now, and later on, ones that would be released to the world. I was going to say. And I can take those thoughts, having expressed them in my journal, and then put them in the book, and And that really helps. Don't you think a lot of people who end up writing their memoirs, it comes from the process of journaling, and over time, they're like, hey, I should write a book. I've got half of it written. (laughs) I know that for a fact. I've read that from other people and and heard people say that. And so that is, man, one of the best reasons to keep a journal if you want to be a writer at all. And I think I agree with whoever the anonymous person was that said, I think everybody has at least one book in them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... Was That's probably really cool. an author. I'm not sure I have a book in me. <laughs> no, you have a whole library. In of you. course, nowadays <laughs> with all those, the new, um, I don't know, they all all the apps and all the different things that are available now to actually publish your own book. Yes. What's that new story worth? I keep seeing that yeah. on, on Instagram. But now it's like you can just do it for yourself and for your family and leave a legacy. It's interesting that the world now realizes that we do each have a story in us mm-hmm. and would want to leave a legacy even if it's just for one person and if it just helps you feel like your worth your life was worth something all the better and for your children and is. grandchildren and great-grandchildren to get to know who who you were and yeah. what, what your life was like and i think that's so cool yeah maybe i will write a book <laughs> <laughs> i'll help you do it and then we'll turn it into an audiobook oh i know someone who could read that <laughs> me <laughs> all right that'd be you Another reason I like to journal is um, as I'm reading my, in the morning, reading my whatever I'm reading that day, I'll come across a lot of things that are quotable quotes, or how does Oprah say it? A tweetable moment or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a tweetable moment. (laughs) Yeah. And as you already mentioned, I want to record it somewhere so that I can find it easily later on. Um, Anybody that would read through our library, sees a lot of handwritten notes in the side of margins of the book or mostly underlinings and asterisks and exclamation points. And I have some, wow, yes, <laughs> key yes. idea. Yeah, I know, because as I'm reading through the book for the first time that you've already read, it's like walking over a trail that has already been um, trampled down a little bit and it makes it a little easier for me to go, yeah, or you might miss something that I enjoyed too. But either way, I like to put it in my journal. Mm-hmm. What else would be a good reason to journal? Well, gratitude is really big these days. And so sometimes, well, now you can actually buy journals that are 100% dedicated to just gratitude. You know, they have questions or prompts or, you know, it's already numbered for you to number your gratitudes every day. But I think just having your own gratitude journal in addition to your regular journal or, you know, as well as like you can do one page, um, your regular regular. <laughs> journaling practice and then the next page could be your gratitude or whatever yeah i do have i have a separate gratitude journal do you and it's fun to um look back and see what i was grateful for even just last week there have been so many studies recently done the happiness project and other things on the importance of gratitude so important that it is good to have just a separate journal just for dedicated to gratitude exactly and i think you know from everything i've read they say that Gratitude really is the key to happiness. Mm, I agree. So, and you know, when Helen, so Helen Race is an author. No, yeah, she's an author. 
And what else is she? She's a life coach. She's a life coach. She's, yes. she's an amazing woman. She lives in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And she, she came here to record her audiobook to our, to our studio. And we were talking about gratitude and she said, have, have you ever read the magic by Rhonda Byrne? And I was like, no. And she said, you need to just, just read it, just yes. do it. And I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't know anything about it, but if she recommended it, I just went on Amazon Amen. and I bought it. And it was so incredible. It was like 28 days and every day was getting you to, um, it was, it was actually pretty comprehensive. Every day was like, you know, now journal about this and it had to do with gratitude and you started a practice and then each day you did that same practice and then added another one. And then the next day you added another practice along with one before. And it was, it was crazy. Like stuff you'd never think about. Is that where that little rock came from that's beside our bed? Yeah. I thought you were going to throw that at me. Exactly. Well, I need a bigger rock for that. But, no, but it was really cool because it had you think of things that you would never normally mm. think to be grateful for. For example, when you go get your mail to be have gratitude, you know, for your mailman yeah. who delivers your mail and is out there sometimes in the snow and, you know, or, or gratitude when, when you go to turn on your heat, just grateful for, you know, that we have heat and the people that work at the energy company. And I mean, just going... That's probably not a great example, but it, it's getting you to think outside the box in terms of gratitude. So I, I highly recommend that book Wow, um, to get you thinking deeper on the journey of gratitude. Yeah. And then not just getting the book, but getting well, you your own gratitude actually, journal. Yeah. And you have to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Do the work but it's book. just deeper than like, today I'm grateful for my husband, my dog, my coffee. You know, it's you just, know, it's, it's so, in fact, I need to do it again. I was going to say, I think when you started reading that it. book is when I started noticing a turn in you and it wasn't that long after that, that you actually were showed more interest in, in meditation as yeah, well. Yeah. I need to, I need to break that out again. Hmm. You know, yeah. if you, if once you get away from gratitude, it seems like you kind of just, I don't know, you start to be a little bit more, um, well, I don't want to say unhappy, but all of a yeah. sudden you start to feel more impatient that you're not getting things or your desires, you know, you want more. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. kind of just tend to get a little, I don't know, what's the word? Irritable? Yeah. Or impatient, anxious. Impatient, anxious. Um, if things you're wanting aren't coming to you as fast as you'd like, or life's not unfolding or in the way that you want. Maybe a little entitled that you feel like you should... Heck yeah. Getting this <laughs> and it's not happening yeah. fast enough. Exactly. But journals, because they slow you down, a gratitude journal is a great way to go back and look. It really does raise your vibration. It very, really, very really does because it, it helps you remember the simple things, mm. the things that every day, no matter what's happening in your life, there's so much to be grateful for. But I feel like people, they say that so much now and they use that terminology and yeah. that verbiage that it's kind of... It's almost starting to lose its meaning. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like like when you really look at the essence of it, it's amazing. But when people just say, oh, you know, write your gratitude or be grateful, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, until you so, actually take it uh, to yeah, heart and do it you personally. You really do, yeah. 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 So to help you remember how you were feeling is another reason. What kind of journal should I get? I am super picky about my journals. Did you get the spiral no. 78 cent ones from Walmart? No. But you can. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like my mom, she is a big journaler. Well, she yeah. used to be when she was younger and she has army trunks full of journals and they're all those black and white composition books, you know, the yeah. composition books. So, um, but That's nowadays cool. there's so many cool journals and with Amazon, you can go on and still get composition books, but they mm. all, all have different designs. I, I have to, I can't do that. I have to feel it. You I have to touch it. It has to have the right weight. It has to have the right thickness of pages. I don't know. I just, it has to be almost like a sacred spiritual experience when I journal. Didn't you receive like three journals for yes, Christmas? Yes, <laughs> yes. And I love this latest one. So up in Estes, there is 
uh, store called Park, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, Inkwell and Brew. Oh God, they have the best journals there. Yeah. And anyway, I have this beautiful owl journal on a pine tree, and it's all the colors mm. are blue, and it's just my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But leather bound, like the leather ones, are really cool. But really, it's just it's kind of what's unique to you. But don't be afraid to get like my mom was saying that she was kind of afraid to get a really pretty one because she didn't want to ride in it <laughs> i know that feeling you have to <laughs> that's why you get the really pretty ones yeah it's okay but if if you're afraid you're not gonna it's too pretty to ride in then use a spiral use a 99 cent composition book yeah but no i i think it is good to have a, a journal that really speaks to you because then you're more likely to pick it up and yeah. and if you can break that first white page break it with uh, break is a funny word to use break if you can in. break it in yeah by just writing how you feel that day or something you're grateful for Maybe and some just... people love i'm sorry i didn't mean it no that's good <laughs> some people really like the the ones that don't have lines or dots so that mm. they can also sketch more easily that's and how I or like. it's probably the more creative people because that's not me but well you've been well i've been sketching been yeah. doodling and sketching yeah and but i was thinking of people lately. that maybe write their words in like spirals or do all these different things that yeah. on lined paper would not flow so well yeah but those are for artists or for creatives those just complete blank almost like a sketch pads you, you know, know it's I mean? interesting that the doodling part is important for a lot of people to think uh john f kennedy when he was president was said to when he'd be in meetings he would doodle to think and uh he wasn't just oh, I'm a mindless yeah there there it, it releases another side of your brain when you're doodling and i notice a lot of yours are you should see my notes when i'm in meetings uh, <laughs> <laughs> i see a lot of horse horse pictures in your yeah in but nature. i like just the big like the the spirals you know that goes yeah. big and then they get smaller and smaller and smaller, and smaller. yeah something again releasing i don't know that side of your brain it's fun That's to really doodle cool yeah so it's okay. There's no real rules to journaling. Journaling can be doodling at the same time. And it also helps you remember how you were feeling when you drew that sometimes, or so what kind of mood you were in, or what meeting you were trying to avoid <laughs> as well. Oh. So uh, the point that you are making is it doesn't matter if it's an expensive or a... No, and, and now what's so cool is I was thinking of people who love to travel. Well, we love to travel, but people who actually travel a lot, you know, they have journals that look all... Travelly, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with yes. with maps and and compasses and all this stuff. And I was thinking, you know, that'd be so fun if you're if you're really an adventurous and you could record all your travels and what you saw and what you did and all the different places. We didn't really talk about that, but that is a really great reason reason to keep a journal. I agree. Just all your experiences, and then you can look back and go, "Wow, Alaska was amazing." You know, yeah, you actually can relive that experience. So that reminds me of the first journal that I can remember keeping. I'm going to ask you in a minute how you got started in journaling. Um, but my first journal experience was, well, the first time I ever even thought of journaling that I can remember was uh, back in the 90s when Dances with Wolves came out. Mm. John Dunbar is sitting by a crackling fire, kind of like we are in here at Fireside Friday. And there's a shooting star overhead and he's journaling of course, his companion is <laughs> pretty vulgar and says, put that in your book. But it was a leather-bound journal and, and uh, Dances with Wolves, John Dunbar says, were it not for my companion, I would be having the time of my life. And I just loved the, the natural leather-bound recording of experiences that he was having uh, out in the, the frontier that was fast disappearing. It was a way of recording 
mm-hmm. what was going on. So that it prepped me for a few years later when I first visit, visited Yellowstone and Teton and Jackson Hole. Um, I was in a gift shop and saw a journal, a leather-bound journal that reminded me a lot of Dances with Wolves. And so I picked it up and I remember the very first journal entry I made was a, a sketch and I don't remember exactly what it said underneath of it, but it was of the Tetons and with a moose in front. And of course it didn't look like a a perfect moose, but it, I knew what it meant and I knew what it was. And I carried that journal with me until I filled it up and, and then started the next one. And I have, oh, probably a couple dozen since then. And I love the process and I'll get away from it for, for mm-hmm. even years at a time. I've, I've there's me been a too. few years where I didn't journal at all. Me too. And I lost par- a part of me during that time. Isn't that how you feel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What was your first journal experience? <laughs> Besides, oh my gosh, my first journal was like this Hello Kitty diary, <laughs> and the first we I still have it, and it says in there the dates are like 1980, so that I was what nine years old, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so funny that I still have that. It's kind of falling apart. Yeah, it's cute. It's um, in our bookcase. Yeah, and what's it was a hard time for me. My parents got divorced in 1980, and it was not fun. Yeah. So for me, it was a great. I started journaling to just get my feelings out as a young, you know, as a kid. But then as I got older, I mean, I still, I don't know, you read it with me. Was it a couple years that were in that journal or was yeah. it like no, it was. just one year? I don't know. There was a lot of boys for just I one know. year. I know. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it was like nine and 10 years old. And I'm like, oh, so-and-so is so cute. I love so-and-so. I'm going to marry Steve Perry and from Journey and... <laughs> Oh my God, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. It was just so funny to read. So apparently I like boys at an early age. <laughs> and then you end up with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that was my first journal experience. And then I remember I got a really cool journal for Christmas one year and it had horses all over it. It was oh, like yeah. it was like a real picture, like horses in a field at sunrise. And that had a little lock on it. No, 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 no. It had a, yeah, it had a combination lock. I thought that was really cool because now nobody could get into my journal. Yeah, right. <laughs> all you had to do was like press a button really hard and it opened. And what's ironic is we're reading it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should see the lock on I have on my journal now. <laughs> so how did that transition into the uh, nature-loving journal you have now? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it doesn't look... Your journaling now doesn't... Uh, isn't boy crazy it's uh, it's a journey it's a personal it's horse crazy now. <laughs> yeah, that's true oh yeah. man the palomino no, i saw last week oh my gosh 1883 oh yeah <gasps> yeah i we love that show okay that's <laughs> a whole side a... note but they have the best squirrel. horses on that show did you just chase a squirrel i did but i want to oh, okay anyway what was the question <laughs> right, how did how did your first journal experience morph into your journaling now I don't know. I think it just, over time, I, I just loved the idea that I had a safe place that I could put my words down. Yeah. And, but you know, like you said, I have gone years without journaling. And it wasn't wow. until, sometimes I think it just makes you uncomfortable. Sometimes you mm. don't want to process your feelings. You don't even want to get your feelings out because avoiding them is so much easier. <laughs> well, that's what I've... And if you write them down, they're real. So I think I went through some times in my life where I just, I didn't even want to write it down. It yeah. Just, just stick my head in the sand and la, 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 la. <laughs> I did want to mention that when we were talking about the healing cathartic process, it, it will stir up a lot of stuff to begin with. It just it does. does. It does. It's like, it's therapy and uh, be, just be prepared. But that doesn't always feel good. Don't so quit. Don't, but don't push yourself into something you're not ready to do not either. without professional help if you need it, seriously. Right. But, but it is so um, honest sometimes. It, it makes is. it hard to deal with when you're looking at the raw page of, of what 
you know, writing it down makes it real. So that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. But I still think, you know, we've talked about not feeling comfortable if someone were to come across your journal someday. Mm. But I do think part of that healing process, and I know that we talked about this earlier, but I think if you write some really uncomfortable things in your journal, that it can be really healing to then burn your journal, bury mm. your journal. Mm. You know, that can be a huge oh, healing yes. experience for you. Yeah. You know, letting go, just like, okay, it's, it's done. I'm over. Yep. Moving on. Yeah. I think of a Peter Mulvey song called Shirt, where he talks about setting his words on fire in, in the snow. Mm. It, it works. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I do too. All right, I'll be right back. I got to go get some matches. Okay. <laughs> so how often do you journal, love? Well, I journal every day currently and have for the last six months because I decided to make it a part of my, my morning ritual. It's a discipline. I don't always feel like doing it, but I do it every day. Yeah. And sometimes it's a page, two pages. Sometimes it's like <laughs> three or four sentences. I'm like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> but again, I just like the practice of it. Yeah. I have the intention to do that every day, to journal every day. But I find that a lot of times all I will do is write the date down. I always start my journal entry February 22 or February 12, 2022, birth of Colorado. Captain's law. <laughs> it almost feels like that. Because sometimes, you know, I'm in another part of the country or whatever. And I want to know that. But it just, it, it starts the engine. It gets it going. And then I'll write a quote or a thought, something I just read, or maybe even what I have to do that day. And it gives a little more clarity. But the thing, the journal entries that I find the most helpful these days are asking questions. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Like, what is the one thing that I can do today that by doing such, it eliminates or, or makes unnecessary? Everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or how can I spend my time wisely, you know, this afternoon? Or just it's some simple questions or maybe a really... Questions are really powerful. Or a business question too. Mm-hmm. You know, what should I? Just asking it. It it is not. There's no dumb questions in your journal. No. And if you're really struggling to get started, some <laughs> I laugh because some of my entries are like, I have no clue what to write today. That's... But I'm sitting here writing because I said I would, and I don't really know. But then pretty soon I'm like, I wonder, blah blah blah. And then pretty soon I've actually written something. So it's okay if you don't know what to write just say i don't know what to write <laughs> kind of like elf in the uh, uh, the movie elf uh, i'm singing i'm standing in a store and i'm singing yes, i'm journaling <laughs> i have no clue what i'm writing about but it really does get kickstart the it engine does. It does. Yep. so don't be afraid to do that one of my other very favorite practices is to take my journal with me on a hike or somewhere in the forest or on a rock and i always think of uh, Emerson's statement, my book should smell of pines and resound with the hum of insects. I just love that visual. And Yeah, and aren't you more inspired to write when you're in nature? Oh man, I really, really am. Because all of my senses are awake and I just want to, just like with my camera, I want to take pictures of everything because I want to be able to take it back home later and remember how I was feeling. It's the same way with journaling. And I also think that when you're in nature, there's not so much clutter in your mind. You're, you're kind of still and quiet yeah. and that opens you up to, you know, all kinds of thoughts and feelings that maybe you couldn't identify before because you're too much noise in your brain. Yeah. And I think I might've mentioned this before in another podcast, but there's one of my favorite spots right on the edge of Rocky Mountain National Park, um, on the backside of the YMCA of the Rockies where I will go down. There's not a soul there. It is close to a trail, but it's right down by the river. And oh, I, I like love to that just area. lean with my back up against a tree or maybe on the bank, with my feet hanging down 
and just begin to journal. It's that is a truly healing. Mm, I wish we were there process. now. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of nature and journals, I didn't mention my first journal that I bought came with a book. Well, actually, I bought the book separately. I discovered a treasure. It's still my favorite book on journaling. It's called A Life in Hand, Creating the Illuminated Journal by Hannah Hinchman. And she is a brilliant writer. Uh, Lived in Washington, D.C. area, moved to Wyoming back in the 80s, I believe, and wrote this book. And it is just filled with wisdom. It's filled with pictures that she has journaled, not journaled, sketched, Mm -hmm. and little paintings or, or watercolor drawings as well. And not that you have to be an amazing artist, but you have to be a good observer and record keeper. And I wanted to share, kind of close out this show today with just a little passage by Hannah Hinchman in her book, A Life in Hand, that I hope inspires you to grab a journal and just start writing. Most of us, normal people who aren't astronauts or living in a country undergoing revolution, probably see our lives as unworthy of careful observation. Quite the opposite is true. Each of us is supplied with the same basic equipment as the first human and lives under the conditions that make being human so remarkable. We have an arsenal of senses in a world of countless things to sense. We have minds that can hold images and form ideas of past, present, and future all at once. And here's the passage I really love. She says, We have won a moment in the unfolding universe. Doesn't that warrant comment? Again, it reminds me of Emerson. The eye was placed where one ray should fall that it might testify of that particular ray. So she says, We have won a moment in the unfolding universe. Doesn't that warrant comment? The traveler and the witness know that their moment in history is singular and feel the need to preserve an account of it. The great naturalists, aware of their privileged positions, turned keen eyes on a new continent, wanting to capture that never-to-be-repeated moment. And that's why we keep a journal. Each moment is never to be repeated, but to be remembered, isn't it? So I just want to encourage each of you listeners today, our friends out there that maybe haven't started a journal, or maybe you have and have gotten away from it, or maybe you're doing it. And we just hope that this inspires you to start keeping a better record of your thoughts and experiences and things to be grateful for. Yeah, so get out your journal and just see what happens. See where it takes you. See what happens. Journaling, yeah, is a gift. It is a gift. Remember, journaling is not the only gift. Life is a gift. Nature's a gift. And you are a gift back to the world. Thank you so much for the gift of your time here today, and we look forward to meeting with you again next week. Blessings to you, my friend. See you next time.